Hey there, welcome to the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com, Patrick Morrow. Uh, Patrick, we are lamenting the Georgia victory. They're still partying as we uh, go through this podcast. They're not stopping. And by the way, nobody in Georgia is wearing a mask. Um, <laughs> but a great uh, championship and a wild week 18. Man, when the NFL said week 18, that was entertainment at its finest. The Colts blowing that game at against Jacksonville. That was crazy. And why the hell did Vegas and, and, and the L.A. Chargers not agree to tie? I don't understand that. You could have stuck it to the Steelers. Oh, my God. It was such great drama. You know, Seth, uh, I've often said that because I've been in this business and I'm doing odds making and my, my job is to, you know, make money from sports it's uh so it becomes uh, a commodity to me and as, as a result uh pure fandom kind of goes off to the wayside uh you know i watch these games i react to these games and uh generally i don't get up for these games like the average fan does that said saturday sunday monday was awesome it was one of those what definitely a three-day stretch uh, and march madness is, definitely gets us out of me as well where you know, I did take a moment and go like, it is kind of cool that this is my job, that I get to watch this, that I get to react to this, that I get to price lines attached to this. Um, you know, the Sunday games were so good, so compelling. Rams 49ers was great. Chargers Raiders was great. Interesting betting angle there. We had people betting tie really? early all day. Because yeah. there was talks, there was talks on Twitter. And I mean, apparently there's an NFL rule that says that now there has to be competitive gameplay. We were, we were concerned about this, but yeah. If yeah especially they, if, when you got to overtime though, once you're in overtime, fake it, fake it so, and just, and just get the tie. You stick uh, it to the Steelers and that would have been awesome. It would have been so awesome. I mean, the good news is that uh, at least for the Steelers, uh, they're going to run into a buzzsaw in the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the biggest favorite. Yeah, that's the way Roethlisberger's career will end. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's just an absolute uh, drubbing. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it looked like, uh, you know, listen, credit to the Chargers and Raiders. They both gave it them all. I, you know, as a fan of the Chargers from an analytics point of view, I would have liked them to come through. Having said that, with 4.25, I believe, or 4.30 left in overtime after the Chargers kicked their field goal to tie it up, we did post a live prop at Bavada. Uh, will this game end in a tie? Because I thought at that point, yes, it was more advantageous for the Raiders to try totally. a little bit because the tie puts them in that Steelers slot. The tie, and they're facing the Chiefs uh, this upcoming weekend instead of uh, whoever it is they've got. We'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> Uh, the Bengals, the Bengals. Yeah. The, and that's, you know, massive difference in point spread expectation for that game. Uh, but for the Chargers, if they got the ball back, they were absolutely running it out. Uh, Chargers tie was fine for them. Their postseason situation would have been great. Um, but they just could not stop the run. I, f I felt like Staley got too much grief for that uh, timeout. Uh, the last one that, uh, you know, I, I think Derek Carr said that, oh, maybe we're going to deal. Truth is, they couldn't stop the run, though. And I'm always in favor of a timeout Eve, to get the right personnel on the field to try and do the right thing that you want to do. And at that point, the Chargers showed they couldn't stop the run. They still couldn't stop the run. But uh, how good was that game? And that's even before we even get to the, the Monday College Football. Again, very, very fortunate for just such high-quality sports uh, distractions right now as uh, COVID continues to uh, keep us Canadians anyways indoors. 
Yeah, there's so much. There's so much going on, and there, it's 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 crazy how COVID is wrecking havoc in sports, but not the NFL. Not the um, NFL. Real quick, uh, Georgia was favored, yet I still think a lot of people were surprised that Alabama lost. Absolutely, Seth. Uh, looking at our liabilities for that game, um, Alabama closed with about eighty percent of all uh, bets placed on their money line endpoint spread. And when that went live, uh, that, that, that didn't change at all. Um, we were very lucky at Bavada to have uh, that late pick six at the end of the game. Um, Bryce Young threw up a prayer. They weren't uh, looking so hot, and it was returned all the way. George ends up winning by 15. So that, uh, that was really good from us for, for, for uh, live in-game totals, uh, live in-game handicaps, some other alternate stuff. Uh, you know, I, I know a defensive game isn't too exciting for viewers. Uh, I, I love it, though. It, it was good defense being executed. And actually, what I really like to see is two teams, and this is mostly Alabama, that have really good offense be brought back down to earth. I think that's really compelling stuff to watch when you see, you know, you have a Heisman winning QB in Bryce Young in Alabama, who was awesome this year. And I hope he has a great NFL career uh, when it's his time. Uh but you saw that Georgia defense. There's no other way to say it. They, they manned up. They were chasing. They were they were devastating out there. They were heroic. That first Alabama TD only came because Stetson Bennett had that brutal turnover uh, deep inside Bulldog territory. So, uh, you know what? It's it, it was very tricky to make a line for that game after Alabama absolutely smashed them in the SEC championship game. And... Uh, good deal of credit to Georgia and Kirby smart for adjusting. Cause if I was going to give anyone the advantage for who's going to adjust after a previous match, I'm going to give that to Nick Saban almost every single time, but Kirby smart did the everything that he needed to do. Got a little bit of luck. Don't get me wrong. You have the injury to uh, Alabama wide receivers there. You have some drop passes that could have swung the game, but Georgia made their mistakes as well. And uh, you know, credit to them. They came out on top. I thought it was a fascinating game. Really, really good. Uh, once again, the SEC reigns supreme. And there's no secret about it. It was uh, a, a lot of fun and uh, good for Georgia. And uh, it was cool to watch, you know, Kirby Smart. He was so excited. Uh, my favorite moment, though, and I just want to bring this up just for fun. Uh, did you see they gave Georgia the wrong hats when they won the national championship? <laughs> I, a friend that of mine did send me that. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. One other uh, question I, I'm going to throw at you uh, from an odds making standpoint um, before we get into the NFL games, because we have six big wildcard games to preview. Uh, Novak Djokovic still very mm. much up in the air. If he uh, manages the Australian Open, I would imagine gets a lot of action over at Bavada. What's the story with will he or won't he? And as the news goes, how much does whatever line fluctuate? Yeah, it's it's interesting you bring that up, Seth, because and I'm la I'm laughing because this literally uh, was brought to my attention like 30 minutes ago that uh, a, a colleague of mine just said, oh, you know, can you help me mitigate an employee <laughs> resolution situation? What, what, like, right. What do we do? And I this is look. This is not to pick on Bavada. This would happen yeah. literally anywhere. But yeah. the idea that first he was uh, granted the exemption, then he was detained, which was wild. 
And I, again, I, I said this about Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins and uh, for a while, Mackenzie Blackwood, but he got the vaccine. And, uh, you know, all of these these players. Is this all worth it? Yeah. Is, is, is this really worth it? You want to take it this far? Novak Djokovic, what the hell is the matter with you? And yes, I'm sorry. His legacy <laughs> is tarnished by this, just like Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think for Djokovic, uh, for better, for worse, and I think we probably trend towards worse, uh, he's been at least a little bit more open about how he feels about this, right? I think he famously, like early on in COVID, had uh, he tried to do like a COVID tennis exhibition in Monaco or something like that. And then, of course, everyone got COVID at the event. And uh, But uh, I, I think he's been pretty vocal about how he feels about this so he at least his situation feels like less of a surprise than the Aaron Rodgers one where at least he was he, Aaron Rodgers was trying to be a little bit dodgy with the oh I'm, I'm immunized and he kind of led with that I think Djokovic status is at least a little bit more known and out there but it, it, it's it's bizarre it's bizarre how the Australian government like they should have just said no you can't come I think it's weird that they approved the visa and then when he got there they did whatever they did with him. Uh, the whole thing is is kind of wild. But you're absolutely right. This is this is a betting issue for us at Bavada. That's more than anything else. He's the number one player in the world. He's the uh, he's the favorite right now. I'm looking at the odds. I'm looking at the betting, and uh, you know, uh, if he, I I don't even know if the term is pulled out or if he's suspended or whatever the case is, because. Again, God, I, I'm I'm not an Australian legal expert, Seth, and I, I don't really know what's coming next. I know he's been uh, released now, but I don't know if he's even going to be able to participate. I know he hopes he's going to participate. He's t- he's right now he's the plus one twenty five favorite at the event uh, with Medvedev being right behind him. But yeah, if, if you're uh, someone who's you know angle shooting this a little bit, you can probably find a little bit of value betting some of these other competitors. If you think there's a shot that he won't compete. So, you know, it's always, you know, there's always the real life uh, scenario that's occurring here, which is Djokovic and the Vax. Uh, but on our end at Bavada, it's about uh, the betting angle and uh, or in our in our end, uh, the house liability angle, which could be pretty serious if Djokovic is confirmed to pull out or be suspended or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it was interesting because. Uh, you know, I, I, I know people feel a lot of different ways about this, but yeah, so I, I was asked to mitigate an employee resolution situation because there was a vax versus anti-vax argument that started on our props trading team just because they were they started talking about how do we deal with Djokovic in this tournament and devolved into that so i just thought oh god tuesday here we go can't can't you know can't avoid covid anywhere even at work can't avoid uh, the tough conversations even at work apparently but uh anyways we will continue to monitor the Djokovic situation as it uh transpires but it, it is it continues to be another weird thing that we have to uh worry about at Pavada. all right there are 13 football games left in the 2021 2022 season uh it is uh, it has been an incredible season for drama uh there's been so much going on and now we have the playoff matchups as we know them uh wild cards we're going to go in chronological order and we'll just take it through We'll preview each and every game uh, right here on the At Odds podcast. You ready? I hope so. All right, <laughs> let's start off for the AFC. We'll go in the first game of the weekend. The Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Las Vegas only in because the Chargers were too chicken to try to tie Raiders. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Uh the Raiders in this one, Seth, so uh, we, we noted uh, that they avoided the Chiefs by winning that game. So it was a little bit more advantageous for them to try a bit in overtime. Um, not too much, but uh, I mean, there's a clear disparity in point spreads here because the Bengals are only five and a half point favorites uh, in this game. And the Chiefs, we'll get to that one later, are much larger favorites. Uh, but looking at the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, yeah, very very curious season for them. They they had a lot of overtime luck. They had a lot of off-season issues uh, with players and, well, their head coach. It's odd that an interim head coach is uh, leading his team to the playoffs. But weirdly, it has not uh, swayed betters at all. Uh, 65% of all bets, Seth, are on the Las Vegas Raiders to either win or cover this game at Bavada right now. Uh, personally rooting for uh, the Bengals in that one just because I like Joe Burrow. I like a comeback story. He is plus 125 to win the uh, comeback player of the year award. Dak is a slight favorite there. Um, you know, Bengals, they were, they were they were 25 to 1 just to win their division this year. They were, you know, 10 to 1 just to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, really fascinating year for them. They have looked more consistent uh, on both sides of the ball. I, I think the Raiders have too many question marks. I lean the Bengals a little bit in this game, but uh, you know, me and the betters, we don't always agree. No, there's definitely not. I think the most compelling game uh, of the, of the weekend is the Buffalo bills and the new England Patriots two division rivals in frigid Buffalo. It's going to be like four degrees when they play the game. Uh, there could be snow uh, impacting the game. Uh, we saw what happened when the Patriots played the Bills and it was rain and wind. Um, what an amazing matchup. Belichick getting a third crack at the Bills, but the Bills at home, and they stepped up when they had to. These teams were uh, connected on the final game of the regular season because the Buffalo Bills uh, were had to beat the Jets or the Patriots won the division, and then this game would have been in New England. This is a crazy matchup. Patriots-Bills. Yeah, really interesting game and uh, really representative of how back and forth the season was this year. Uh, the it's Bills not to belittle the other games. The other games are great. This is a <laughs> this is a major league match. This is so good. I can't wait for this game. No, I, you're you're absolutely right. I, I think for the Buffalo Bills, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, they've been pretty decent now for uh, a couple of years in a row. Uh, definitely on the upside. Definitely in AFC power with dare I say a little bit of staying power, but psychologically. And for your fans, you want to knock off the Patriots in the playoffs. And uh, I, I think a game like this is, is really compelling because it, it, it there's I look at these two teams, the Bills, they started off the year so well. And then they came you know cratering back down to earth with some really mediocre play. Uh, they're a difficult team to really figure out if they're for real or not. I think they... Either way, I, I think they really improved their defense this year. I think that holds up. Uh, I think offensively, there are some question marks there. And the weather that you noted uh, is going to play a big part in this game. Over-under currently sitting at 43 right now, but obviously uh, that is what it is as of this recording. If weather gets uh, better or worse, it won't stay at that number. Uh, you know, this is something that we will do often at Bavada is, well, I mean, we obviously have to have a line out there, <laughs> but we will kind of post something, you know, that kind of tests the waters a little bit. You know, often we'll post a line knowing that's not where it's going to end up, but that's just 
it's a, it's a base. It's a base right now that kind of puts us in the middle between extreme weather and weather that's not overly too impactful come Sunday. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that 43 move. Uh, as for the point spread and the money line, uh, the Bills are minus 195 favorites. They are four-point favorites in this game as well. And the action is pretty 50-50 because I think, you know, the Patriots came on pretty strong in the second half of the year. They look good. It's hard to bet against Belichick. But, hey, listen, a couple of days ago, I would have said it's tough to bet against Nick Saban. Uh, about 55% of all bets on the Patriots in this one. Uh, and I agree. I'm right there with you. This is one of the more compelling matchups of the weekend. All right. Now we travel to Sunday. We'll start in the NFC. Tom Brady. See, this is what I mean. Patriots bills. I am going to be glued to my television. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles, who I still think are a reclamation project. Um, you know, they, they made the playoffs. They squeaked into the playoffs at nine and eight. Uh, they're barely over 500. The Buccaneers are going as far as they could possibly go. This is as close to, you know, the, the, the Buccaneers aren't the one seed. Green Bay is. But without having the buy, this is as close to having a buy. I, w- w- the, the line is more than a touchdown. I know that. Just, you know, th- this is what I meant by why Patriots Bills is better than Eagles Box. Yeah. You know, uh, Patriots Bills is good. Uh, for storylines, uh, I, I think for me, I, I'm actually curious just to see what this Eagles team is capable of. I'm a really big fan of their front office. Uh, from an analytics point of view, they do things, I, I will call it mostly correct. And compared to the rest of the NFL, mostly correct is an A+. Uh, they, really, uh, they really hit their numbers as to how to, tr- at the very least, try and execute optimal gameplay. Having said all that, Seth, uh, th- this Tampa Bay Bucks team, I know they didn't get the one seed, but on paper, um, honestly, we-, we-, we like them even more this year at Pavada. They are-, they are really, really good. Their defense has only gotten better. Uh, you-, you know, they- they've run into some offensive uh, injuries to their wide receiving core, which, you know, definitely uh, limited Brady's effectiveness at the end of the year. Brady, who's uh, probably the only player who can uh, – challenge uh rogers for the nfl mvp awards currently four to one at bavada but uh, as for the game itself uh yeah the, the line is currently at uh, tampa bay minus eight and a half and that feels right that, that feels like where it should be the bucks probably win this game i'm i wouldn't be too surprised if philadelphia hangs around just because they do smart things they will be crafty uh Action is actually pretty split on this one, 50-50, and the over-under is sitting at 49 right now. A little bit more money on the over, but uh, better is definitely being a little bit more cautious with this one compared to uh, the positions on other games. And then, personal plug right here, uh, the 49ers travel to Big D to take on the Dallas Cowboys, and that game can be seen live in the continental U.S. on my Twitch channel. Uh, it's the final game. Yes, we signed the deal. We did Thursday night football throughout the season, uh, but we were promised one playoff game and the game that is going to be available on my Twitch channel. And if you follow me on Twitter, I put out the link on game day. It'll be at Seth underscore Everett. You can watch the game along with me on Twitch. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. I'm hoping for a barn burner. I want overtime. I want it all. That That is a brutal matchup for the Cowboys, Seth. Uh, they, they really uh, got a tough draw there. You know, that they were a 12-win team this year. They, they again, uh, on paper, but with the eye test, uh, they look like the best Dallas Cowboys team I've seen in the last 5, 10 years. 
And unfortunately, uh, and this is what happens with a longer season as well, uh, players get healthy, teams figure it out, uh, good front offices do the things they should do. The 49ers look really, really good right now. Uh, Jimmy G uh, looked uh, you know, really strong against uh, the Rams on Sunday. Uh, he's got all his weapons at uh, tight end wide receiver healthy now. They look so, so good. As a result, the Cowboys are only three-point home favorites in this one, barely, uh, you know, barely taking up uh, what's traditionally considered the home field advantage of three points. And early days uh, suggests uh, a lot of 49ers support at Bavada. We're currently seeing about 65% of all bets on the 49ers money line and point spread at that uh, number of three. And uh, the over-under is sitting at 51, Seth. That is the highest of the week at Bavada. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a great game. I, I personally, I would have liked to see that in the eight fifteen slot uh, on Sunday instead of Steelers Chiefs. But what are you going to do? Uh, should be a good one. Yeah, Cowboys definitely in tough there. That's that's, you know, the 49ers had to had to win to get into the playoffs, and uh, I think they're going to be a tough out for anyone they get up against. And then afterwards, it's not going to be on my Twitch channel, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, who only got in because the Chargers and Raiders were too gutless to do a tie, like everybody (laughs) in the country wanted them to, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger taking on the heir apparent, uh, if not the best quarterback in the league, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, my man, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if everyone in the country wanted uh, a tie on Sunday Night Football, but I'll, I'll, I'll say even with our liabilities at Bavada, yeah, I was, I was one of those people. There was, there was a good deal of folks that so looked cool. at the game theory of just meing it out and uh, thought that Ugh. they had an angle. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, but we were a little bit concerned. And hey, listen, some of those players still cashed because it went to overtime and they put that bet as well, which you can bet at a Bavada whether a game will go to overtime or not. They put that into their... So if they got the tie, even if it wasn't intentional, like they were hoping, uh, there would have been some massive cleanups. But uh, yeah, um, you know, he, he said it's not going to be on your Twitch channel. I don't know if Steelers Chiefs should be on any channel. I'm, I'm not interested in this game. I know they got to play it. I hope the Chiefs uh, put the Roethlisberger era to bed. And uh, they're more likely than any other team to win this week because they are 13-point favorites at home. Listen, this Steelers team, forget what, uh, you know, forget whatever I think about Roethlisberger for a second. This Steelers team just isn't very good. Um, they're, they're pretty okay defensively, but Roethlisberger has really been a replacement level QB at best this year. They have offensive weapons. I like Najee Harris. I like Chase Claypool. I think they can do a lot of good things there, but uh, I think it'll be more beneficial to the Steelers when they've moved on from Roethlisberger. Uh, he clearly doesn't have whatever he had five, 10 years ago. And at this point, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a neat story that they barely hung on and won as many games as they did to sneak into the playoffs like this. But it's time for this story to come to an end. Uh, as for the action report, uh, pretty 50-50 on this one, Seth, uh, at the minus 13. Over-under is also sitting at 46.5, and that's also pretty split as well. Well, the cool thing about the playoffs is you'll see all these games, and they all get, like, super microscoped. Do we need a sixth game after Saturday, Sunday? I'm, I'm tired just thinking about it, but the Arizona Cardinals will take on another division rival in the Los Angeles Rams. This is also compelling. I, you know, the, the Cardinals started off like gangbusters and then dropped off. Now they kind of redeemed themselves. They're eight and one on the road against a Rams team at SoFi Stadium that is trying to play uh, the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That gorgeous stadium, that's my only regret about not going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, gorgeous stadium. Uh, 
no home field advantage. That's an interesting thing about the LA Rams. Uh, and and it, I, I think it was really noticeable during that uh, 49ers Rams game on Sunday that the crowd was pretty much 50-50 49ers and Rams fans. That's something that we have to take into account when it comes to this game that the Rams don't have uh, the kind of home field advantage. Let's say uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, have the Kansas City Chiefs have one of the highest rated home field advantages, at least internally at Bavada and how we rate that um, Rams team is good. Rams seems really good, actually. Um, you know, it's, you know, Stafford isn't an MVP quality QB, in my opinion, but uh, it goes to show what an upgrade over Jared Goff uh, can do to a team that otherwise is great at wide receiver, great defensively, great head coach. Uh, poor Sean McVay uh, finally uh, lost a game that he was leading at halftime. He had an obscene record of like 45 and 0 uh, leading into that 49ers game. Uh, but looking at this one, you know, I, I I feel like this is kind of where I would have priced this game at the beginning of the season. This is what I thought about the Rams. This is what I think about the Cardinals. Uh, I've, you know, I, I, I think bi-weekly I savage, uh, Cliff Klingsbury on this show. So, uh, it's no surprise to me that we are in this spot now where the Rams are four point home favorites in this one actions, pretty split over under is sitting at 50 right now. Uh, I mean, I, I really, really, really like the Rams on paper. I love the Cardinals uh, playmaking ability, but I, I think they have a lot of questions. I think dollars to donuts. I trust Sean McVay a lot more to make, uh, you know, football, football games are one in inches. I'm not going to do the whole Al Pacino speech right now. I might listen to it after we're done recording, but, uh, I do trust Sean McVay to make that optimal decision that might swing that game more than I trust, uh, the cards coach to do it. So, uh, and, uh, as it currently stands, yeah, 50-50 action split. All right, there's your six games. And I'll tell you right now, uh, there is a lot to be said about how fun this is going to be this weekend. Uh, the games will be less. You know, there'll only be seven left after this weekend. But uh, it, you know, just come right here for the latest odds on all of these football games. We're going to be basically on autopilot through the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, the other sports are a mishmash, including our beloved National Hockey League. Uh, Patrick and I are massive, massive hockey fans, and this season is turning into a – it's a shit show, folks. It's an <gasps> absolute shit show. Man, Jeez, I was bracing know. myself for a hecker damn, but uh, <laughs> shit show, Seth, my stars. Devil's Lightning was canceled again. Devils have had six cancellations, but two of those are this weekend only because the NHL does not want to play games that are empty. The Canadian teams don't want to play in empty arenas. Well, mm. you should or get off the pot. You're compromising your competition. And because of that, you are feeling the pressure to play games. The Devils didn't have four lines when they lost to Columbus. I'm not right. saying they're great. I'm not saying they're a playoff team even. But this is getting ridiculous. There were two games they lost that were they only had 17 players. Right. The Bruins had that. The Islanders had that. They all lost. You are compromising your competition because of COVID. And I were don't there know not, the solution. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. The, the competition part, absolutely. But I, I was just going to say, like, the 17 players, was there not AHL or other taxi squad guys that uh, Well, it was available? before the taxi squad. So uh, okay, now okay. they have the taxi squad, so that doesn't happen. But in the taxi gotcha, squad, gotcha. they only they they had seven defensemen. What do you need seven defensemen for? Fucks up all your combinations. <laughs> so it just it's it, it it was it was stupid. And so the Saturday night game, 
they went in shorthanded. Right. And then they canceled Monday night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my God. Then why didn't you cancel Saturday night? Why? Because one more guy got COVID? Yeah. Like, there's no rhyme or reason for this. And it's not making any sense. And then the Devils are supposed to play the Islanders Thursday. That's, we'll see. And then fifth Saturday and then the following Monday at Toronto at Montreal or vice versa. And both are gassed. You are playing one game in 15 days. Yeah. I, uh, you know, honestly, what, what's so frustrating about a lot of this is that um, inconsistency right out of the gate. Right. I'm some, I, I am someone that I'm willing to forgive mistakes. I'm, but then this, this is where I lead into the next point. There's not this any kind of humility of, okay, we, we, we tried this. It didn't work. Uh, this is why it didn't work. There isn't this, the transparency. A public, whether it's dealing with politicians or dealing with leagues, if right. you are open and honest about why you tried something and it didn't work, we could we, we, be forgiving. We could be open-minded. Right. We can, you know, we, we all want to see the end result of this, whether it's the end of COVID or right. a say, successful Say your NHL number season. is you have to have eight guys on the COVID list for you to yep. get postponed. So then yep. we know if there's seven and you get one more, your, your mm-hmm. game is out. But yes. you have to figure out like, and, and there are financial implications to keeping these people. Yeah. And, and, and the making up of these games and everybody's assuming, oh, just make it up in the Olympics. The yep. Olympic break, your buildings are booked. Mm-hmm. You're playing, you're going to be playing games at noon on Wednesdays. And it's what good. So wait a second. You can, it's better to play a game on noon on a Wednesday to make it up versus play a game in Montreal where there's no fans. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, for, for the North American sports book, it'll be good to have those daytime uh, yeah, games well, on our course. ledger. But uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be, obviously be it'll be shit for ratings. It'll be shit it's, for it's any kind of attendance. Crap ratings. Stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the whole thing is stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. I you know what? And uh, I I don't even know if I want to say credit to the NFL, but I mean the NFL for better or for worse, they are plugging along. They are not letting this stop them at all. And I mean, granted, the NFL doesn't have to deal with Canada, which is, you know, a massive headache in the NHL and uh, a somewhat headache for the NBA. But yeah, I uh, at a certain point, uh, it, it's interesting. And, you know, I, I honestly I, I think to some degree um, the NHL and buildings opening up in the U.S. dragged Canada probably a little bit more sooner than it would have otherwise last year Correct. during the playoff run. Uh, you know, the contrast was impossible to ignore these complete sellout games happening in, you know, Nashville or Chicago or wherever they were happening and then pan to Montreal, pan to Toronto. Uh, and it's completely empty. Um, you know, well, I, I think okay, you so guys pulled us out of that, but you know, maybe the NHL can continue to do heavy lifting in sport. And the fact that the average Canadian will have watched that college football game last night, will have watched the NFL uh, week 18 and figured, how are they able how to are do they this? doing it? How, exactly. how are they pulling this off? Well, the other thing about about Canada is yeah. take the Big East rule. OK, which, okay, what's the which Big they East abandoned, rule? which they abandoned the college basketball Big East rule, which they mm-hmm. abandoned which was if you are the reason it's canceled, you mm-hmm. forfeit. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and uh, if you want to say, and if you want to say, because the Canadian government is not allowing mm-hmm. your 
arenas to be played. It is not cost effective to have these games. The Toronto Maple Leafs season is over. Right. How about that? Do that. But you know what? Everyone else press on. And if you don't want to do the forfeit thing, then those games are canceled, not postponed. Right. Yeah. And then um, you'd see how fast they'd play in empty arenas because are, are Canadian teams not getting any television money? You put the games on TV. What happened to 2020? You put the games on TV. Yes, you're an attendance-driven league. But if you mm-hmm. cannot have fans, what's the alternative? And it's short-sighted to just say, well, we'll make it up later when we can have fans. I think I told you last week, we're, we're in a curfew again in Quebec right now, which is, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's minus 26 Celsius. I literally have nothing to do. Most things are closed anyways. Yeah. But just... On a personal level, I, I'm offended at this idea that I can't go outside at 10.01 if I so choose. If you so choose. Well, that's I, I have nothing exciting that's, I want to do. But, but like, you know what? If like if I had to run out to the convenience store or a pharmacy for like an emergency thing, I actually can't. There's not even an emergency There's exemption. There's no wiggle room? For that. So well, I it's, remember it's Italy, not, it's, you needed a pass. You needed to download a pass to walk your dog in Italy. I, I had heard that Italy was one of the more aggressive ones. Uh, I hadn't heard that though yet, though. But I, I know the that green the pass. That was that was years ago. But oh, that I mean, oh, that, that, that was that was in the beginning. That, how you sad need... is it that you said years ago? I know, right? Oh boy. Well, you know one thing, Patrick. We're not going to do. We're not going to reinvent the wheel. There are people who make more money than us. That are the people who have to figure this out. But you know what? I'd like. I'd like somebody to figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. It's killing me. I get get these emails, right? I get these Mm. emails, you know, from the media list. I'm on their media list, right? Mm -hmm. So they go to my work email and every once in a while, I'll get an alert and it'll say National Hockey League Public Relations. And what I immediately do is I open them all because I expect it to be a cancellation. And then when it's a cancellation, I go, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. Oh, crap. There it is. I hate it. I hate that feeling. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's no good. I mean, uh, we, we we've talked before about it, and, and even for me, like even with my you know waning fandom as my job uh, professionalizes sports or commercializes sports, I guess is a better way to put it. Uh, I, I look forward to a lot of this stuff, and uh, you know, seeing these cancellations come in, you know, it it, it sucks. It breaks up the routine. It's uh, know something you can chat about with your friends to distract you from the nonsense of the world uh you know but you know it's funny you bring it up i'm looking at the schedule right now the calendar right now and uh you know i don't think it'll cancel in a place like nevada but like i i'm i'm legitimately looking forward to leafs at nights tonight i i think that's going to be great and i you know i i see no reason why it wouldn't go on but yeah to have that interrupted is uh it's tough for fans it's tough for you know, there's not a lot of sympathy for odds makers, and that's fine. But uh, God, I, I I really hope the NHL figures it out because it can't keep meandering like this. We've already lost uh, having our players to the Olympics, which I, I I know that's not an NHL thing. That's a China thing. That's a COVID thing. That's a lot of different things. I get it, but uh, let's get it together and salvage the season for the fans that really just want to see great hockey from start to finish. All right, that'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the subscriptions. And we do appreciate the ratings and the reviews. We will see you next week when we have the divisional playoffs. We'll all be coming up. We'll see you then. Wild card, baby. Wild card, baby.